everyone really, really stepped up. And you know, these people have families and jobs and tons going on in their lives. And it's a massive undertaking. There are so many moving parts to it. And uh, yeah, really, really super grateful. Just like a few months ago, I came across, I was reading a Canadian Cycling article actually that Jeff wrote about Ryan. Um, and he had been here interviewing Ryan like pretty shortly before he passed. They were kind of talking about legacy and what you would want to carry on after you die in the bike pack. Summit was like the one thing that he mentioned. That's Sarah Hornby, and this is the Bike Pack Canada podcast. Greetings, Bike Pack Canada. I'm Paulo, and this week I've been bikepacking across part of Costa Rica through the tropical rainforest. A route that I developed myself has been more than a suffer fast, but there's some goodness happening soon. Right now I'm hiking biking again to a peak of 2300 meters altitude and uh, slept overnight in the rainforest twice worrying whether a puma was going to come and get us. It's been an amazing experience so far. I love the rainforest. It's full of life. Can't wait to reach the ocean in a couple days. Really glad to hear the podcast is back in action and listen to you later. Follow me on Instagram, Crank and Grind is my uh, my handle. Cheers, everyone! <laughs> hey, Bike Pack Canada, we're on day two or three of our weekend trip down the Bow Valley Parkway. Spent the night last night in Lake Louise, and we're just stopped right now at the Baker Creek Chalets, waiting for the coffee shop to open. It opens in 13 minutes. Hot tea in hand. We're having a blast. There's five of us. We're laughing like crazy. We're about to test if pickles freeze. <laughs> no, I truly. was thinking truly. of that. Yeah, pickle in the bag. Do they freeze? This pickle is like. The bag. This is a test. Do they last to minus 15? <laughs> Hope you're all doing awesome and getting out for rides, everyone. Bye. 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 Hey, Steve. Hey, Bike Pack Canada folks. It's Tim in Canmore, March 2nd, on an amazing, beautiful, sunny afternoon, just exploring some neighborhood trails on the north side of the highway up by Cougar Creek. Everything's awesome today. It's about uh, 15, 20 degrees warmer than it was this morning, so nice to be out in the sunshine. I feel like I've hibernated a bit through this cold February, uh, much softer than some of my other Bow Valley friends who've kept on riding through these minus 20 days. Anyway, loving the podcast. Thanks for keeping the Bike Pack Canada spirit and stoke rolling. And I uh, look forward to more and look forward to catching up with you, sir, on uh, a bikepacking adventure or two this summer. Over and out. Catch you later. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Bike Pack Canada podcast. I'm your host, Steve O'Shaughnessy. Say, how was your month? Did you get out on any trips? Well, I managed to get out for one on Saturday and it felt great. I wasn't able to get out uh, this winter very much because I don't really have deep winter camping gear, but that changed at the Fat Bike Summit when my good friend Katrina walked up to me and thrust a down vest into my face and said, no excuses. So I basically had to get out there for a trip. I'm really glad. I'm so grateful that she gave me that vest. Um, so yeah, I took off up to Lake Enid for a little camp out and it was fantastic. It would have been nice to have some company, but uh, I had a great time just chilling, had a bit of a fire. Um, yeah, the road up there was perfect. Compact snow, no ice. Um, I was able to ride right to the lake, which was, was, was awesome. Last time I went up there, I don't know, last year, kind of about this time, it was just, it was too, it was basically a double track of, uh, ice <laughs> and it was, the water was running down there. So I'm glad I had waterproof socks cause man, it was, uh, cold and wet. 
Um, yeah, so the road was good now, but it's spring, so I don't imagine it's going to last long. And uh, yeah, the dirt is on its way. Yeah, I'm stoked for that. Hey, I wanted to say thanks to the folks that sent me voice memos. It's so great to hear about what you're up to wherever you are on the globe, from Costa Rica to the Bow Valley. Uh, so thanks to Paulo, Katrina, Penny, Sarah, Trish, Monica, and my good buddy, Tim. And yeah, buddy, we'll get out for a ride this summer, I hope. Maybe we'll just uh, end up going to a race together again, but I hope we get out for a chill a chill ride. That'd be good. Uh, I went to the Fat Biking Summit uh, on March 8th, I think it was, in Canmore. Um, so thanks, Ryan Draper, for the invite. There was some really interesting information there to help communities embrace fat biking. I mean, it's pretty clear that that fat biking is becoming a very popular way to get those wiggles out in the winter. I mean, not only does it uh, up your fitness level so that you're not sucking wind in the spring, but it also really hones those technical riding skills. It's not easy riding in the winter. It's tough. And uh, it really hones those skills up for the summer. Um, I think any town that's a popular recreation destination would be crazy not to think about how to integrate fat biking into their uh, winter activity lineup, especially considering how the winters seem to be changing a little bit. Anyway, I managed to grab a couple sound bites at the event. Have a listen. Any takeaways? Uh, again, I think it's, it's super cool to see that, you know, there's been challenges other places and they've come, overcome them. Um, we're, I think we've accepted that we're, we're in a lull and we're still a part of it and we're still going to be a part of it. So, yeah, it's great to see everyone together. What's the greatest success story that you've kind of witnessed in terms of uh, a region or uh, an area land manager in coming around to allowing fat bikes? Well, I think Crested Butte's a, a good example. They have the Fat Bike World Championships now. It brings in a huge draw. I think the community itself realizes um, there's, there's no such thing as recreational supremacy where one user group is closer to God because of what they do, right? There are just different user groups that require different strategies. But the important thing is they're bringing money. They're a revenue source. It's an economic driver. Um, it's, it's also got social aspects. It's a ways for families to recreate together. Um, so I think the Crested Butte area, is a, it was a point of contention, and now it's one of the strengths of the area. Fat biking in the Crested Butte area is a, a real draw. So. What's your main motivation for, well, for I'm, being an advocate for fat biking? Yeah, well, I'm, a, I'm basically a, an educator. I'm a, a former high school English teacher, and so... I'm an advocate. I want, I'm somebody who wants people to understand that um, we can come to consensus on something. Um, it takes some work and it takes uh, some enlightened attitudes, uh, but it can happen. And so, um, yeah, the, the economic part of it, you know, with more fat bike trails, we're going to sell more product. But the whole industry is. And if people end up with happier lives and kids are engaged in outside activities like fat biking, I just think that's a great thing. That last clip you heard was the voice of Gary Showquist. He's a full-time advocacy director for Quality Bicycle Products, one of the largest bicycle distributors in the world. Showquist makes frequent trips all over the country, spreading the gospel of two wheels at the local and national government levels. I think his word struck a chord with a lot of people struggling to get fat biking recognized in their own communities as a legitimate winter activity. His presentation provided a ton of great information and resources and brought together a diverse group of people to get them on the same page so they could all work together towards a common goal. So in this episode, I sat down with our very own Sarah Hornby to talk about the upcoming 2019 summit as well as her summer bikepacking trip plans. The uh, episode was somewhat fragmented, so I had a bit of a hard time piecing it together. I know this should have been a better plan, but you know, we just sat down and I hit record and we just started to chat and uh, just the conversation went where it went. And uh, so I had to kind of edit it a little bit and move some stuff around. So I hope it flows okay for you guys. Um, I know that Sarah really wanted to thank a bunch of people. And after we had finished recording, she wanted to make sure I gave some shout outs uh, to the people that stepped up to help make the 2018 Fat Bike Summit uh, a success, which it really was. It was a good time. Uh, so thanks to Megan Dunn, Tim Johnson, Penny Lawless, Jeff O'Leary, Katrina Rosen, and Neil Shepard. Um, yeah, the 2018 summit was great. And, uh, you know, we said in the, I said it in the podcast, but if anyone's planning on coming out, try to fit the uh, overnighter in. It's such a blast and it's super mellow. Last year wasn't super mellow. It was, it was pretty hard. The train was, was quite difficult and challenging, but I think this year is going to be different. 
um, way more accessible, but get out there and do it. You're going to be surrounded by people with tons of experience. So if you're, if you're a newbie, like kind of, I'm pretty new, um, get out there. You're going to learn a ton from those people. So, uh, I really encourage you to try to get to the overnighter. Um, so yeah, so thanks to all those folks. And of course, all the other folks in our little community who stepped up in a multitude of incredible ways with overwhelming generosity and support. So yeah, let's, uh, let's get to the conversation. I had a great time chatting with Sarah. Um, she's so great. She's so personable and, uh, I really enjoyed the convo. So, uh, I hope you do too. Summit. How's the summit looking? Um, just kind of getting the ball rolling on. I have a few ideas for guests. We have the venue booked. So awesome. Opera House in Canmore once again. How many tickets are going to be available? Um, Say 50? Yeah, we usually try to the max, right? keep it at that. Yeah, keep it as fairly intimate group. Um, good for like getting to know everyone. And I think that's a good number. Yeah, because it's. I don't think it could fit anymore, actually. Yeah, in there. not comfortably. Not comfortably. Yeah. Be stinky. It would. You guys smell. <laughs> um, and you, got, you have to get the yoga folk back. Uh, I forget his first name. Uh, Ma? Oh, Jeff Ma. Jeff from the Ma. Yoga Lounge. Mm, yeah. He's yeah, amazing. Dig it in. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Love He's that guy. He's so good. Yeah. We'd be really lucky if uh, he'd be able to come back. But yeah, we have a few things lined up, but still um, kind of floating around some ideas. Um, I think there will be some sort of presentation included on the rides that i'm doing whether it's myself or um the filmmaker jeff do you know jeff jeff bartlett i know that name i don't know why okay it occurs to me is he a writer too does he yeah he does some writing for canadian cycling magazine yeah um so he's one of the filmmakers that's going to be involved in this project i can't wait to see it just I don't know, it's cool because it's it's so cool. It's just so good. It's so good for Bike Pack Canada. It's just so good. What just is? To, just that film. Just oh my do god, the, me fumbling around the rocks. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> Make it look good. Make it look good, Jeff. Yeah, please. Oh no, no. We actually have a joke about this. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, because I like was sneak attacking photos of him yesterday. We were riding together, and he's like, "Oh, you just wait." that's Um, funny yeah so uh well there will probably be some sort of presentation we were floating around some ideas whether it's on the routes that i rode or maybe he might do like a presentation on um like filmmaking while you're bikepacking um because i know a lot of people like to document their adventures Um, but yeah we've got lots of ideas and super fortunate um i'd be remiss if i didn't mention this the group here in the valley oh yeah that make it happen when ryan got sick um everybody stepped up basically eh? handed it off to them and they made it happen and then again last year like it was kind of a very chaotic time right it was just a few months after ryan had passed away and everyone really really stepped up and you know these people have families and jobs and tons going on in their lives and it's a massive undertaking there are so many moving parts to it and uh yeah really really super grateful that there's um people who want to see it happen and it's so important i i I said this at the summit after i cried my eyes out there in the last summit it's like we kind of owe it to you guys to to help and keep it going because it is such a great community right and everybody's so like i can say that um yeah i've i've kind of i've met my people you know like through this community i've met Mm -hmm. some really really good people and you can feel that at the summit i totally feel feel it yeah Yeah. like when you walk in and you have like i don't know tim bulger man like (laughs) i don't really talk to that guy very much but somehow i'm so like he just comes in he just gives you this big bear hug and he's like hey good to see you like everyone's just there's so much love in that room like when you're there and for the new people who come yeah man get ready so you're gonna get a hug (laughs) yeah really really nice to see it carrying on and it was interesting um just like a few months ago i came across i was reading a canadian cycling article actually that jeff wrote about ryan um and he had been here interviewing ryan like pretty shortly before he passed and i had kind of forgotten about the article and um so i was like going through magazines throwing things out making sure i didn't throw ones out that had you know special articles or whatever and uh 
Yeah, it mentioned, I can't remember Ryan's uh, exact words, but they were kind of talking about legacy and what you would want to carry on after you die in the bike pack summit was like the one thing that he mentioned awesome well then yeah that's that uh, yeah i'm like oh that's amazing (laughs) (laughs) and it's nice to know that and to have that thing to kind of like focus some energy on and uh yeah we're gonna have the bear guy back so i can't remember everybody's names nick Nick. i mean he just keeps upping his game like yeah i think he'll bring a real bear next time Last time he had the track, the bear on the train track. With sound effects. With sound effects. Now this time he's just going to have a bear on a leash. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't know how to use that bear spray because here it comes. Yeah, no, he is awesome. Um, And the amount of like that bear spray stuff that they, the inert air spray, bear spray, that's expensive stuff. Yeah, and they, they come, like we give a donation to them, but he gives a lot of his time to do things like this. So that's, that's another really awesome, um, organization that that's been involved uh yeah so we'll have to see see if he's got a real bear to offer up this year okay we're just gonna spread honey all over this guy and then <laughs> yeah. give him a can of bear spray <laughs> yeah. action I still don't feel like I'm fully into bikepacking. Like I still feel quite new, but I've been immersed in the world of bikepacking for yeah, quite a while. For a long time. Um, I would say since like 2012 when Ryan first did the divide, the tour divide. The uh, the tour group, right? Like the um, um, no. So 2012 was when he did the race for the first time, and I had like we had met not too long before that. Right. And um, when I met him, he was like full tilt into preparing for the tour divide and super excited about it so that was kind of my introduction to like i didn't even know what bikepacking was until then um and then yeah he after he did that race he just like lived and breathed bikepacking and was so into it and that's when we started the great divide mountain bike tour i remember watching uh youtube videos like when I was getting into it and I watched some of those, like I remember the first one cause I was like, what do I bring? What do I bring for clothing? Mm. And Ryan had done one about, I think you, you were sending them out to people, right? Yeah. Like here's how to prepare for this tour. Yes. I yeah, use yeah. a lot of those as reference. Oh, that's awesome. I did like, like, like shoes and he was talking about yeah. and layering cause and it stuff. Was, like it was still pretty new. I mean, I yeah. Like 2012, 2013. Yeah, I don't he know created when, a lot right. of that, but, uh, it definitely wasn't as popular as it is now. So, and you weren't you weren't bike packing at that point. Were you just no. kind of driving the support vehicle for the tour? Yeah, at that time I was actually into triathlon, oh. doing Ironman and that kind of stuff. Um, competing, <laughs> competing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Like, were you no. for fun? No, for, for fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, it was like exploratory for me. Um, like after I finished school, I got into running, which led to triathlon. It was just kind of like curiosity. But I realize now like the passion never took hold, like having now really feeling like a passion for bikepacking mm. and and riding. I realized it was I didn't have that for triathlon. So, yeah, at the time for the tour, um, I was all support, support vehicle, um, cooking like nonstop breakfast lunch dinner snacks for all the riders and like setting up tents taking down tents so it was bike packing wow. but it was like a supported um so these supported. slackers didn't have to carry their own tent <laughs> no they didn't <laughs> they did not oh, that's no. super ultra light it was it was so yeah we did the first section um down to whitefish i'm totally kidding about the slackers that's no awesome. they weren't slackers at no, all they're they awesome slackers. people of course they were of course <laughs> well, of course they were. i'll edit that out um but yeah we did the first little section of the route down to whitefish montana so we did that for three years um and so again like i'm not i wasn't actually a bike packer but i was kind of immersed in that world and like very much immersed in the tour divide like ryan was obsessed with it um so starting to get to know that world pretty well um yeah so really you were super experienced already you had you had uh accumulated all this knowledge yeah knowledge like understanding the world but having a tent like no one's business oh you bet (laughs) (laughs) 
um, yeah, so like I kind of understood that side of it, but yeah, it's kind of odd in hindsight that like I, I actually so. hadn't really ridden any and it, it was crazy because I would drive that route all the time, but because of the nature of it being back country, you can't like, you know, take a vehicle on a lot of the routes. So I never really got to see a lot of it. Right. How long would it take a group to get to, to Whitefish? Whitefish? So we would start in Canmore. So we, um, Canmore to Banff and then back down uh, the route. I think we did it in like five days. So they weren't like, yeah, it was pretty mellow. Um, But there was always something that we would run into. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, like wildfires or the floods in 2013. Right. Decimated a lot of the route. So there was always something that like kind of threw a wrench in the plans. But um, that's cool. So when did you do your first trip then? Did you and Ryan do trips together? Yeah, I was trying to think of this when my first, I think it was like an overnighter here shortly after we moved here. Ryan wanted to get a bikepacking group going, just like people in the community. So he threw out the idea of an overnighter and we just had a bunch of like random people show up at one of the bike shops in town. And I think that might have been my first time. It was just an overnighter out to um, Bolton Creek and Peter Lougheed Provincial Park. Is that where we went for the f- second summit? Yeah, just down there, down in that area. Right. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I think that was my first time, just a little overnighter. Cool. And how'd it go? Yeah, no, it was awesome. Um, it was just like a bunch of people we had never met before. Everyone showed up with whatever gear they had. In most cases, it wasn't like proper bikepacking gear, but- just strapping stuff to the bars. Yeah, and, exactly. And we yeah. just encourage people to like bring what they have and, and make do. And- uh, Do you remember any people? Like uh, people that went on that group? Are they still here? Penny. Penny, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah which is yeah, crazy. Penny. Shout out to Penny. I, yeah, Penny, woohoo. Uh, ride with Penny all the time now. Yeah. Um, yeah, there are a few other people, but Penny was definitely- right. And she's kind of a beast, actually. She, Penny is a beast. Yeah. Like yeah. She's, yeah. Yeah. She's a tough chick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, so that was my, I think, my first time. Ryan and I actually didn't bike back, though, very much together. Like, he was very much a, like a lone wolf mm. for riding. That was his thing, and I was totally cool with that. Um, yeah, we would, on our honeymoon, we did, like, kind of a bikepacking trip, but we stayed in hostels, so... It's right, like luxury. But. <laughs> <laughs> what do they call it? Glamping. Glamping. Yeah. Um, and and then so the tour. How many years did you do the tour for? For three years. Three years. And yeah. then was it after that? I'm sorry. I'm I'm pretty. I'm a noob to the whole scene too. That's so totally was okay. it was it after that that you started Bikepack Canada, or was it during the tours that you started? Um, it was after that. So we lived in Ontario when we ran the tour out right, here. Right, you were coming out enough. here all the yeah, time? Yeah, we would come out here, which is part of the reason we ended up moving here because we were like, we're, we're always out there. And at the time, I had like an office, nine-to-five job, but it was kind of eating my soul. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> the day job. <laughs> the day job. So uh, I quit that. <laughs> and uh, we ended up moving out here. And um, yeah, then Ryan just as he did, wanted to create something, a community here, and that's when he started Bikepack Canada. He did a pretty good job at it. I think so. It's a pretty amazing group. I think that uh, I didn't know exactly how deeply the community was going to penetrate my soul, really. like It's weird because I've been riding bikes a long time, yeah. But, you know, I'm not a ramp, Red Bull Rampage guy. or I think maybe with age, too, you calm down a bit and you're looking mm-hmm. for something a little bit more accessible to do. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I found the bikepacking thing, even though my first attempt was soul-shattering for me, mm-hmm. I knew that. And actually, I remember saying, I'm not going to do this again. I think I remember telling... Um, um, I've probably told Jonathan, but I was just like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a bike pack racer. You know, I'll, so I'll go, I'll this go camping, right? But you know, I'm not really much of a racer. This is at the AR 700. After I scratched on it, yeah. But it's so funny that you would say that because I distinctly remember meeting you when you came through town and yeah. having this feeling. I'm like, you stood out to me. I had pretty good energy when I had to Camor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, is that oh, what you meant? You, yeah, no, yeah. I just remember. I was uh, like, I like this guy. He's got yeah. like a really cool energy. Oh, um, you spent the night. We uh, 
we we <laughs> Jamie and I were sitting in Spray Lakes, two naked guys sitting in Spray <laughs> Lakes, cooling off because it was super hot. I yeah. just remember it just melted me. Yeah, it was and so hot. And I remember just my head was hung, mm. and I was just I was. I physically felt kind of okay, I think. I was just mentally just destroyed. And it was just a hot day, going too hard, too fast. That last stretch is so dusty. And And the traffic and the, Mm. and uh, it's a wonderful route. One day I'll I'll ride it. I know that's not the route anymore. It's a different Mm -hmm. route now. But one day I'll have to ride it because Katrina just said it was so amazing as soon as you got got further north. Right. There was no traffic. And, um, but, on the truck, or sorry, on the drive home, uh, as soon as I hit home and I, I rested for a day, and the next day I think I went for like a 60K ride. And I was like, why did I stop? Uh-huh. I did, why did I stop? I'm going to do this again. I got to do this again. Oh, awesome. So, and you did. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then just the camaraderie at the races. And uh, yeah. Um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's yeah. just fills my soul, like being part of the community. It and is a really awesome. good community. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Bikepack Canada started then. Yeah, uh, 2016. It was just a website that Ryan threw up, and um, he had this idea. He's like, I want to have a summit. I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but <laughs> let's do it. Um, yeah, it was always his thing, and I was kind of floated more in the background, as I tend to do, like kind of take care of details, but he was always really like keen to have me involved. Um, Couldn't do without you. Couldn't. I don't know. No, you couldn't do that. <laughs> well, that's nice of you to say. I'm well, sure he I, could have. But. No, but no, that's no not diminishing Ryan. But you, yeah, you need. That's a huge thing, right? Like yeah. That's, oh, and, to, uh, so much organization. It is and, so much organization, as you know, our community here knows who have really stepped up to make the summit happen um, when he got sick and after he passed. So. Um, yeah, kind of just took off from there. Like we're still like a really small group, but we've got a lot of awesome things going on and i feel like we're picking up momentum yeah it does feel like a bit more momentum spent yeah there was a little bit of time i think obviously last year after ryan passed it was just kind of you know figuring out what to do with things let the dust settle yeah exactly um giving time for people to wrap their head around everything and we pulled off the summit and it was amazing it was a really really good event I, i think um, but yeah, now we're kind of getting in the group again and you've got the podcast going yeah, and I think that's a big part fun. of it. Yeah. And yeah. you're doing a great job. So, so what's, what's next? Do you think? What's next? Well, 2019 summit, of course, Stoked. fourth annual. Um, oh, I'm going to buy the first ticket this year again. Like I did last year. I was the first person to buy a ticket last year. You're not buying a ticket, Steve. <laughs> <Such a keener. laughs> you're not buying a ticket. Um, uh, yeah. So just lining up, starting to think about you know, who we could bring out in the past. We've had some really awesome guests. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't at the first one, unfortunately, but yeah. um, Yeah. It's information that's provided at them is so, uh, it's so beneficial. And there's such a good feel. Like it's a good, like soul weekend just being around. And you have to do the overnighter people. If if people (laughs) are deciding to come out to this, try to fit the overnighter in because the last one was pretty gnarly. Mm Mm-hmm. But, but so rewarding. <laughs> yeah, right? that's a story that uh, won't be forgotten. It was 40K in like eight hours, Yeah, I think. It but was, it was like a blizzard, a huge snowstorm in September. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was so good. And all I brought were shorts. I didn't have any pants. So I was that guy <laughs> wearing shorts. I don't need shorts in September. Yeah, it was snowing. <laughs> Snowed so hard. This is the mountains. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, if anyone's listening who's thinking about going to the summit, do the overnighter because yeah. it's super fun. We'll do and, it again for sure. You this know, time. spend a few hours with people you don't know and just feel yeah. the vibe. And it's yeah, just we'll have great. to to pick a route for that this year. Um, Maybe something in between summit number two and three because I think that if. Yeah. I think if people were maybe not as experienced, that would yeah. have destroyed them. Exactly. I think um, the route from last year was a little too isolated. <laughs> there was no like vehicle access or anything like that. So I think... And yeah. the riding was tough. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You That's know, we not... weren't riding because it was snowpack, yeah. basically. But even in the summer with a f- like a fully loaded rig, yeah, that's not you'd be easiest. walking most of that, I think. Yeah. I don't oh, know. I definitely would yeah. be. Yeah. So I think, yeah, we'll do a l- little bit of a different route. Um, 
maybe even back on the Smith Dorian or the that first section of the divide or something. Yeah, yeah. Do some high rocky stuff. Yeah, I got the high rockies now. Yeah. Which is part of the divide route, I guess. So yeah. Is it? Uh-huh. Oh. That's That'd it. be hard to race. I've never on we a only, fully loaded bike. Yeah, we yeah. only rode that one section, but the, those climbs were punchy. Yeah. Super punchy climbs. But like, you've got that awesome suspension bridge. Good photo op. Yeah, there's good photo. Are there any <laughs> other like crazy? Oh, obviously, this place is full of views. Are there any other good views along that? Like um, the suspension bridges? That's a great is question. That, is, I don't know. Don't know. I'll well, be riding it this summer. I'll let you know. We'll do it on the open. <laughs> we'll figure it out. <laughs> so, yeah. what else do we want to talk about? What else? Um, what's coming up? I don't know. Yeah, what's coming up? This could be it. Any new products hitting the store? Any new products. Um, I need to restock the shop. That's one of the things that kind of went uh, on a hiatus in the last year. I haven't really been restocking like the K-Lights and Dynamo Hubs. Um, Are they hard to get? Because they come from, do they actually come from Australia? Do they have North American distribution? Yeah, um, I do get them from Kerry um, in Australia, the K-Lights. And I have been talking to him, so I'm going to get more of those because there's a new light now available. Um, Well, new several months ago. Um, Yeah, Apadura, um, they have a few new bags, so I'll be restocking some things there. I don't know. I'm open to ideas if there's something that people Mm. want. Uh, let me know. Bikepackcanadapodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Let us know. <laughs> Send the voice um, Yeah, like the, the, the store is a very small part of it. It's just yeah. like a little value add, little but it's really not like the main idea behind Bikepack Canada. It's just more about the community, getting people involved, stoking yeah. the conversation, hopefully growing it, you know, and not just here in the West, like the... You know, we want to see it growing across Canada. Too. And it is, too. It is, yeah, yeah. We've got some conversations coming up with yeah. some Eastern Canadians that yeah. I think everyone would be interested in. Definitely. Um, did you see Johan's video? I did, the Bike yeah. Bike Canada water bottle. Yeah, I know. I saw that. I thought I saw some of the straps too, and I, like, I couldn't tell for sure. Yep. But yeah, there were yep. definitely. Uh, he actually there was. Canada. He was pointing at one of the straps, and he said, "Shout out to Bike Pack Canada for the straps." Oh, he did. Yeah, get the straps. They're awesome. Jeez, people. I missed that. No, it was a long video. It was. He was no, thinking was... about splitting it up. Actually. Yeah, no, but I. Yeah. I think that. Actually, wait. Is it public yet? Are we allowed to say? Yeah. <laughs> I already shared it. <laughs> Oh, no. And that was another one of our great summit guests. That was an amazing presentation. Yeah. That guy is an animal. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And he's so low-key about it all. Yeah. Well, I'm just going to, you know Pack what? I'm just going to stash my stuff and I'm going to walk up that mount, that volcano. Yeah. I'm going to just hop in a raft in this wild river and cross my fingers at it all. I'm sure everyone listening to this has watched some of his videos. Yeah, if not. If not, you have to go onto YouTube. And it's it's interesting watching them from the beginning as well mm-hmm. because not only do you watch him learn Spanish as he crosses the border, yeah, like by immersion, like now he can have conversations with in Spanish, but also just the uh, video quality, the the quality of his production is crazy with the drone. How it's drones, changed over, yeah, it's yeah. just amazing. Yeah, they're really yeah, enjoyable. Really, to really watch. good. Yeah. So yeah, there's been a trend back to the bikepacking thing. Mm-hmm. There's been a trend of these sub twelve hour. Mm. rides tell me about that yeah so um i don't know really know how to talk about really it's it's just yeah yeah well like i think sub 24 hour overnighters is kind of a thing people know about that like just kind of going out for one night and packing in a little bit of an adventure but we (laughs) kind of squeezed it down even further to a sub 12 hour overnighter so it makes it even more accessible on a you know if you've got a tight schedule or something like megan said home to make pancakes for the kids the next exactly so yeah something uh, a few of us have committed to doing at least once a month every month even in the winter months which we have been doing since i think november um so yeah going out at like eight o'clock at night and then you know we're not riding far might just be out on our bikes for like an hour um, finding a place to set up our tents. Is that the 4K one, the one that's really close? Is it close to here? Can you say 4K in is? an hour? You, uh. No, 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 no. That's not <laughs> no, it is though. Is it? <laughs> yeah, um, not close. It's on the other side of the valley. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know if I should say exactly no, no, where. No, but <laughs> um, 
yeah, it's not far, but uh, there's a little bit of hike a bike and pushing your bike at times so yeah we don't get far from home but which is kind of nice in a minus 20 degree night when you know like okay worst case scenario i'm just gonna bail and and go home in the middle of the night but um yeah so we'll go out at like 8 p.m and be back at a cafe by 8 a.m having breakfast and coffee and it's just that little fix of adventure like i think everyone can relate that you it's easy, especially in the winter months, I find, to get into a little bit of a rut. Like you're yeah. looking ahead to adventures, but you're maybe not getting that fix. I need a winter fix, but I just don't have the gear to do it, I don't think. I well, don't. Well, 20. yeah, I borrowed a minus 30 bag. But up until last month, I was uh, just making do with my summer gear, which I wouldn't necessarily recommend, but it was doable. Right. Um, Were you guys sleeping outside or were you in yeah. hostel? Or no, sleeping you outside. You slept outside? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I saw some tent shots. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. But it, yeah, it's just enough to kind of give that little fix and uh, take the edge off. Take the edge off. Yeah, a little refresh in the middle of the week. Yeah. Uh, reset your mind. You don't have to be gone yeah. for long, and we're not far from home. But yeah, and it's pretty awesome to live in a place like this where you have people who are like, so "Yeah, close. I'll do that." I'm sure everybody <laughs> has a place they could go. They could stealth camp. Yeah. There's always a place. I mean, not everyone wants to in the winter. That's not everyone. I, everyone's idea of fun. But I totally want to. Yeah, no, it's amazing. It's cool. So fun. Uh, you got a trip coming up. Yes. So first one for the year um, is going to be the Icefields Parkway. Awesome. Yeah, with a bunch of girls. And this was Katrina Rosen's idea. So Katrina that you had on recently. Um, back another, another beast. Another beast. Another beast, yeah. Uh, another not meaning me. I mean, we're talking about Penny being You're a beast. beast. <laughs> um, so yeah, back in the fall, Katrina had this idea to get a few ladies together. Um, all of us live here in the valley um, to go on a little adventure. And um, the four of us that are going – you know, in our own way, we've all had ups and downs and challenges over the last couple years. So um, this is going to kind of be an adventure for the four of us, um, you know, kind of about friendship. And uh, Katrina wants to make a little documentary about it. Awesome. Um, yeah. So adventuring from your back door, you know, what you can do without going too far from home. I mean, we live in the mountains, so we're pretty lucky. There's lots Super of options. Lucky. But um, So this is the same route that Ryan yo-yoed. Yeah. Right. So it was kind of funny when she um, brought up this idea. It was also at a point where I was starting to plan my adventures for the upcoming year. And this route was one of them that I had planned to ride. So um, Ryan yo-yoed the route I think back in 2017 so the Icefields parkway from banff to jasper being a pretty um, famous stretch of road here in the rockies very very scenic and uh yeah he yo-yoed that in the winter most people ride it in the summer so that was kind of like the novelty of riding it in the winter when you know there aren't many people out there there aren't really any services and how far is that how far is the yo-yo um yo we're not gonna yo-yo it no but um so it would be like 600 kilometers i think yo-yo yeah oh wow that's a significant trip then yeah 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 because i think it's gonna be about 300k something awesome. like that for us and you have a uh, what's your time budget i think we have five days of riding so it's nice. not like they're not big days but there's a lot to kind of consider and potentially contend with the weather window is looking pretty good but um, you can obviously get some pretty extreme temperatures. Um, the services are, you know, other than the wilderness hostels, are non-existent. So um, just kind of gives us that comfort of not having to travel too far. So we'll hit up the hostels along the way and, yeah. Bring lots of food. Yeah, we'll be carrying all our food. Lots of fuel. Yeah. So, um, who are the four riders? Um, so Katrina, Megan, Dunn, okay. Evil Moose Megan. And Penny, myself. And you're going to self-film that, if that's a word? You're going to film it on your own? Yeah, well, for Katrina's portion, the documentary she wants to make, yeah, we will self-film that. A bunch of GoPros? A bunch of GoPros, Do you have a drone? No, 
Maybe someone no, out there could support you. And give I don't you a drone. know that you can you fly a drone in the national park. I think you need a license. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but well. I understand. Know. I think there's a there's a thing with animals, right? Thing with animals. Okay, I totally get that. I totally get it. We talked about that last. We've talked about that before. So I didn't yeah. need to be all like. <sighs> Because I, I love animals. You, yeah, you gotta love the animals. Yeah, so yeah, well, yeah, we're gonna make a oh, cool little awesome. documentary out of that. That's and uh, and do you but, have any support on it? Is any are any um, companies supporting this endeavor? Katrina's film. Yeah. Um, this one, no, not for Katrina's film, but there will be a film crew out for another film project. Oh, another this project. Was, <laughs> yes. So many projects. <laughs> so many. <laughs> Yeah, so there's going to be two films um, being made. So Katrina's, which I'm super pumped about, that's going to be fun to put together. But then also this is part of a film project that I will be involved with this year. Tell us more. Tell you more. So um, the Icefields Parkway is one of 10 routes that Ryan um, put together for his upcoming guidebook, um, Bikepacking in the Canadian Rockies, which is coming out in May. And, um, so somewhere along the line, I committed to riding all these routes, um, over the course of the summer and, uh, yeah, throughout BC and Alberta. And I'm lucky enough to have this documented in a film. Awesome. Yeah. Can you, uh, who's, who's going to be documenting it? Yeah. So, uh, I wish I knew their like Instagram handles or something so you could go check out how awesome they are. But, um, my friend, Jeff Bartlett, who's quite a renowned, um, photographer and filmmaker here in the Rockies and Sterling Ray media house. Um, they are going to be documenting my journey through the 10 routes that Ryan had, uh, put together and we're really really lucky to have it supported by salsa um which means i'm gonna be able to ride some salsa bikes awesome yeah are you gonna you have a quiver of bikes are you gonna pick one bike um i i don't know yet they're gonna be picking the bikes so i've been Uh. yeah working with them right now to kind of figure out what you know based on the roots and the the surfaces what would be best cool this first one will be a fat bike, obviously. Um, but uh, yeah, really grateful. It's going to be really cool to document oh, yeah. this this journey. Um, uh, where are they planning on? Uh, is that going to be like a Banff film festival? I think that's the idea oh, for twenty so cool. for twenty twenty. I mean, It'll to be. submit it. Yeah. Um, oh right, of course. Yeah, it'll so it'll still be quite a ways out, but um, yeah, if. If you've seen any of the work that Sterling Ray, Media House, and Jeff Bartlett do, they are very, very talented. Um, so I'm excited to see. So I'm also a little nervous. Why? <laughs> well, I got to ride all the routes, which, which will you be, will. Which I will. Totally will. And, um, there's some really uh, great areas to explore, but, you know, I'm going to be documented, and that's a little... Yeah. You know, it'll be, it'll be a meaningful journey. You know, these are routes that Ryan like was very near and dear to him, um, that he worked on scouting pretty much right up until his diagnosis. So, um, it's kind of like a full circle journey. Um, yeah. That's great. Yeah. So how many kilometers is that? Um, altogether, it'll be about 3000 kilometers. Over 10 trips. Over oh, ten yeah. trips, yeah. So not too bad. Oh, they're not. Wow. They're little like bite size bike packing trips. Twelve hour rides for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know me, Steve. Um, but yeah, through Alberta and BC, um, some areas that people will be quite familiar with. Like there's overlap with um, the former AR seven hundred right. route, the Divide. Um, yeah, some of the popular areas, but really kind of getting to explore my backyard and a whole new level so will those routes be available uh digitally for people to access those tracks i'm not 100 percent sure yet but i think that will be the plan um yeah. don't quote me on this no but i guess the book would have to come out yeah first, the book obviously. will come out first and yeah. then um might make them available 
um, on our website or something. I haven't really but figured buy the that book. out. Just, just buy just the book. Just buy the book. <laughs> you know, I should install or uh, include a little flashcard with all the roots on it. Oh, yeah. That'd be kind of cool, cookie. eh? That would little, be. little pouch in the book. Just yeah. Psh, yeah, plug it into your computer. That's a good idea. The ideas guy. You are an ideas guy, Steve. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> yeah. And what else about that route? <clears throat> so oh. who else is supporting you for that? So you've got some great filmmakers. Yeah. You've got Salsa. Yeah. So Salsa's supporting the film and then supporting me okay. with the bikes, cool. which is amazing, and bikepacking bags and some gear. So super, super grateful for that. Yeah, and I awesome. have never ridden a Salsa bike. I've got a cutthroat hanging up on the wall. Or the um, shiznit. The shiznit, yeah. <laughs> um, so it'll nice be nice to, you know, whatever they're able to provide me. Um, with to ride, I'll I'll be really it's fantastic grateful to do that and uh, yeah I've got lots of gravel got some more like kind of technical riding it's a good mix of stuff I'm just looking over at the list on the wall now and it oh, makes me laugh because big whiteboard yeah number nine there you'll notice that one's been nicknamed the struggle <laughs> oh yeah so. Um, yeah, there's a good mix of routes, and the struggle is one that apparently is going to be more a hike-a-bike orienteering uh, bushwhacking adventure oh, yeah. um, than it is a bike riding adventure. So, Can you tell us more about that? That's about all that's I know. That's about all you know right now? I, and I just know that Jeff um, is quite keen to document the struggle. <laughs> so uh, stay tuned for that that part in the film. I'm that sure. whiteboard, that's a great whiteboard. I got to get a whiteboard. Thank you. So yeah. neat. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Mine, mine would be all chicken scratch. Like it is actually, I've got a list of podcasts. I don't feel like it's, it's that like, neat, but I am pretty proud of how straight those lines are. Yeah, they're pretty straight. I didn't even use a ruler. Yeah, planning. Nice. Planning's important. 90 degree angles. Yeah, struggle. That'll be good though. It'll yeah, be, no, it right. is going to be amazing. And it's just interesting to see how it's kind of taken on this a bit of a life of its own. It just started as a fun idea. Megan mm. and I were chatting when we were out doing that overnighter in BC yeah. and she was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool to ride all the routes in Ryan's guidebook? And then now, you know, it's kind of become this big project. And yeah. Well, you're carrying on the legacy of that book, right? You're, yeah. you're going to take it and promote it and everyone's going to buy it. And I think it's just good for me to experience those, you know, to see what it is that Ryan scouted out but um also to get to know this area really well yeah. well you've finished all those by the summit most of them nice will the book be at the summit i can make it at, be at the summit yeah will you sign my book <laughs> i know that some people have said that they're like you can sign it i'm like what <laughs> i didn't write it but, but you uh, wrote it <clears throat> Well, I will have written it, and I did. I did support the scouting of it. Let of me tell you, you, as you know, as as partners of bike packers will know, you know, yeah, you you play a uh, part in the support, of course, which yeah. is an amazing part. I it love. is. It is. Yeah, support's important. It is. So, yeah, stay tuned for that, and I will be writing on for uh, Salsa's website as well. Oh, nice. Um, doing some blogging for them. Oh, cool. Yeah. For that trip, or is this a full time? No, full time. Um, for the trip this nice. year. Awesome. Yeah. So that's great. There's lots what, of little pieces coming together. What do you carry for a tracker? Um, I haven't bought anything yet. I've oh, got okay. a whole bucket load of spot trackers. Oh, and, do you? oh yeah. Why do you have a bucket load of them? Well, when we ran the tour, right? Oh, of I have course. so much gear from stuff for stuff that's like that. So um, but yeah, no, I'll probably. I th- I'm thinking I'll get an inReach. Yeah, I want to talk to Doug about that as well. Does he use an inReach? He uses an inReach Mini. Yeah. He lost it. Oh, yeah, I saw that. He found it, but he lost it. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's a there's a story going around right now about Spot fail, um, failing on someone who needed Did you see that? Yeah, we don't have to put this on the podcast. Yeah. I, I saw something. I, I, I commented on it. It's like, it kind of looks to me you just lost signal. It's like those things are pretty weak. Yeah. I don't think they're strong receivers. So they well, have to be out and they can't be near your head unit. They can't be near a GPS, I don't think, either. Oh, uh, Okay. I so, think once you use them, I'm not saying this person didn't, but you kind of get accustomed to the fact that they're not 100% reliable yeah. all the time. Like, I, you know, even <clears throat> when Ryan would be out adventuring, I'm sure people can relate to dot watching, whether you're oh, racing, totally. I was right? tell a story, yeah. or yeah, like you're watching your partner and checking in on them. And that's your only means of contact is like seeing that their dot is moving. There, there would always be times where like, it stopped moving for, you know, like 12 hours. You're like, what the heck happened? Like, I remember one time when Ryan was doing the Arizona Trail, it just stopped in the canyon. 
And I know you're not allowed to like spend a night there without a permit. Oh, so, right. so I was like, what the hell? Oh, Why right. is he still oh, in no. the canyon? <laughs> He's supposed to offer peace of mind. <laughs> yeah, what happened? <laughs> He's stuck in the canyon. What I noticed is like when you look, uh, like looked at my dot, say on, on the BC Epic, and it would go kind of like, and then it would just do this as the crow yes. flies yes. across the province. When across, it updates. Yeah. Well, sure, I, Steve, I think you've gotten a, a card and you. Yeah, <laughs> you took the high. No, you got in a plane. You got in a plane, <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, like it's a straight line across and then it kind yes. of joins the, the track again. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't think they're uh, they're super accurate. But yeah, I do know that I don't think there was something you can just kind of throw in your pocket. Mm. I don't think they have the power as a receiver to, okay. to do that. So yeah, take it with know, a grain of salt. With but. a grain of salt. Yeah. But it's, and I don't know, I find the, what gets me is the cost of the uh, subscriptions. Yeah. And that you can't just have it for a month or like I whatever some you of them need. You could, but not for <clears throat> the spot. You have to do an annual. Right. Yeah. Um, in reach, I'm pretty sure you can just like set it up for when you need it. Right. Which is kind of, yes. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still, it was, they were still kind of pricey, Yeah, but it would definitely be nice for two a two way spot has a two way one now, right? They're new, but one, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm thinking of going the in reach way. Um, yeah, I've got to figure all of that out. I'm not a good technology person. I just, not that I don't like it. I just usually just like, don't deal with it at all. Like I got Strava this year and it's like, I can't believe I have Strava. <laughs> I can't believe that either. I know. I was like anti Strava, but no, you know what? It actually is really good for like keeping track of your own stuff. And I think that's the benefit is, is, is that I, I, I didn't like the social aspect of it. Like mm-hmm. people, well, I got this on that side. It's like, that's <laughs> yeah. just, I mean, everyone's different and some people are. Motivated. I'm not going to lie. I do look. <laughs> Tony beat Megan up that yeah. that segment. Actually, it was funny yesterday because it made me realize that I need to ride harder sometimes because I'll go do pass laps at um, you know White Man's Gap, right? And uh, so I'll go up and down that a few times, and I think I'm like kind of pushing myself. And then yesterday I was riding with Jeff, and uh, you know beat all my times just like oh, riding right. with I someone see. who's stronger right trying right. to keep up with them I'm like oh geez i need to push it a little more so even for things like that just kind of getting a sense of where you're at do you have a heart rate monitor no that'd probably help you yeah see i know it's just like a push. whole this like, is more crap to strap on i know <laughs> gonna charge Whatever. this and charge no, that yeah and, oh my god look at my pile right <laughs> yeah, here speakers <laughs> like, and gopro and I a cash battery yeah blinker but uh yeah, no, so I don't normally like use technology, um, but definitely like if you're going to be bikepacking, there's a place, obviously you need GPS and you need some means of SOSing your way out of there if anything goes yeah. wrong. You know, granted, I plan to ride with people, so. Yeah, you're not going to be by yourself in that situation, but no. you know, I, I got one before racing just because I wanted to, because I knew I'd be remote and I just wanted a way to let my wife know that oh, for sure. I was moving or I'm where I'm supposed to be or. Yeah. No, it's a huge <clears> peace <throat> of mind when you've got people yeah, at home. Super handy tool. I think like it's a great, Oh, it what, is. what a world we live in now where, oh my God. you know, you can, I mean, we're being tracked and listened to all the time now, but someone's listening to us right, right now. now. Hey, Siri. <laughs> that speaker right there. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, yours went off too. Yeah. Hey Siri, tell me about bike packing. <laughs> I don't know. Just let me finish. Never mind. Oh, I uh, wanted to see what you would say. I don't know. Oh, I don't know if you noticed, but uh, uh, I have an, a woman, Australian woman's voice on my Siri. Oh, I have a British man. Megan. Oh, is that right? Uh, in my car. Oh, in your I car. I actually don't like it. It kind of annoys me. <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> He's a little pretentious. Pretentious. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I know the spot is great. And yeah, dot watching too for races, like so fun, like. When the tour divide starts, yeah. I I know a lot of us here get wrapped, pretty wrapped up in watching watching the dots. Yeah, it's fun to watch. My dad said he would uh, when he was watching me race. He would get he's getting up at like three in the morning, Aww. and he'd be like, "Oh my god, he's still moving!" He's still moving. Talking, oh, talking it's so fun. He's still going. I can't believe it. And with the epic, when you guys are all out there, it was so cool to see. Like, you know, maybe like someone would be like pretty close to you or you know, whatever, like you would see people, you know, but you guys would have like no idea, right? Like wherever. Yeah, it's is. true. So yeah. it'd be fun to be like, Oh, I know. didn't really check it out there. I didn't. 
No. I just didn't want that getting in my head. Right. Really. But yeah. then I, I did I did check it one time and it definitely pushed me. Oh, did it? Well, I just saw, I, I noticed, because, you know, I had a bit of a strategy, not really, just to try to ride as long as I could every right. day. Yeah. And it seemed that people, uh, it seemed like people don't really like riding at night maybe that much. Mm. Or maybe they're afraid of the dark. or And I get it because it's sure. kind of weird, but I ride in the dark so much. It's nothing to That's me right. You do. Night. Yeah. So I just... Uh, that's I awesome. That's pass a, a lot of people. Yeah, that's at night. A, if you're racing, that's it's a huge crazy. strength to have. Yeah. I mean, I know obviously it's different, but just from my experience as a support on 24 hour racing, you know, in many cases, that's when the race starts, is when it gets dark because a lot of people start to give in to tiredness yeah, and comfort fear and, and fear. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if you can push through those, you know, kilometers at night, you can I make probably, up some ground. Yeah. I probably woke up a lot of people <laughs> riding out of Penticton because I was like singing all oh, the way up nice. to Shoot Lake. La, da, da. There'd be some, I'd see a bivy. I'm like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to. <laughs> <laughs> would you bring music or do you just oh, I always sing have tunes yourself? going. Yeah. yeah. The head is, my head is not a good place to be. No. <laughs> no, I'm, I, yeah, I listen to a lot of podcasts and music. Hey, whatever um, works. It right? gets, I, I find podcasts way easier to listen to than mm. I find music just too grating after a while. Oh, really? Like it just, I, I find music, it has to be like the right music too, to fit yeah, the moment. I and, think so too. Yeah. Yeah. I was listening to uh, classic reggae on Spotify. Nice. Oh, such a good playlist. Yeah. And I was whistling and singing so, and it's just something to keep your head in the game, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Well, whatever works. Yeah. And but then after a while, it needs to be quiet, right? It needs, sometimes you need some just you peace. You need the balance. Yeah, just turn it off and yeah. listen to the birds chirping. And, well, and people say and a lot of people don't really like riding with headphones. They say it's a bad idea, but yeah. I don't know, man. If, you're not going to hear a cougar coming. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you might as well be listening to some good tunes. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. When you go, <laughs> it jumps on your neck. No, I, I don't know. It's like I say, I've I've always ridden in the dark with headphones. I don't know. Do you ride with music on in the winter when you're riding at night? All the time. Yeah. Yeah, I get totally ticked off too because stupid iPhones don't like getting cold. Oh, I know. And I was listening to some good oh, podcast and it just shut down. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. So I put my phone in totally my pants to it. warm it up and then it would come back on again. I've just started experimenting riding with music because I don't, yeah. I never would. And I like to have the balance. Like I like those times when I just totally like zone out and it's peace yeah. and quiet. But sometimes like I love music. I think, yeah. you know, we've talked about that. But uh, when you have the right, tunes on so yeah. good and i remember uh in one of ryan's podcasts saying mm -hmm. something about he didn't like listening to music oh no he's more an audiobook guy right yeah audiobooks. yeah but i think he had podcasts. didn't sound like he had a lot of music on his on his device i don't know if he had a shuffle or something for was, the tour divide or uh i think he maybe he was talking about the tour divide yeah, but he's like, I remember, yeah, one year he was like, I got it wrong. All right. Like, the like, wrong selection? The wrong selection. <laughs> like, it just did not match the mood. Yeah. Uh, I think the second time he did that. So that was probably. Coldplay is just too emotional to listen to all the time. Yeah, no, and I don't think. <laughs> everyone knows Ryan for Coldplay. Oh, well, he's such a, he seemed to be so passionate. He was, Coldplay. like, definitely in his formative years. But, like, um, there were, de you know, a lot of other. Oh, of course. Um uh, musicians that he really liked, but uh, yeah, I think he just didn't choose ones that yeah. fit where he was at. That's what's so great about Spotify. Yeah, or, or I'm I don't not even trying know. to promote Spotify. Or not. They don't endorse this podcast, <laughs> but those uh, yeah, online music applications because there's yeah, there's it's endless, right. and you could get into a place with Signal and basically completely download a different library mm. and then yeah i just ran on my phone in airplane mode all the time i just put it in airplane you oh, get like almost awesome. two days out of it yeah in airplane and then get to some town and turn it on and change your music and oh nice check track leaders and go you could do that though like random music like see that doesn't work for me no, i need to know playlists. that i like to know i like every you song you need to I'm know it's oh you need to like every single well yeah. that's what skips for <laughs> true Skip. yeah but i don't have time for that <laughs> skipping no uh i listen to a lot of foo fighters do you shout out to foo fighters yeah oh yeah i love the foo fighters they're gonna endorse this podcast too well maybe <laughs> dave Grohl hears it yeah nice yeah ryan liked foo fighters yeah, yeah that was probably on his list yeah but i'm pretty boring with music i think yeah i'm not very picky no 
I don't think so. I, I can listen to the same stuff all, all the time. Oh, so can I. I can listen to the same thing on repeat, like one song over and over and over again if I really like it. And you're a musician. Not yeah, really. Yeah. Just, no, I'm yeah, not. You, you play piano. I used to. Well, what grade did you get to? Six. What, how many Five grades are there? Six. I don't know. I don't know. Seven. No. <laughs> anyway, you could probably sit at a piano, maybe pluck some. No, but it has been so long. But do yeah, you, no, do I you want find to. that you listen to music, and as because you do have a musical history, do you do well, you funny. listen to every single part? I of it? never thought about it like that until like recently, because you and I were talking about you know getting back into music, and I have been thinking about getting like a digital piano or something. Um, and I do feel like maybe I listen to music a little bit more intensely because when you go through like classical training for music, you do ear training and right. stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but it's been so long. So I honestly, I don't know if it'll come back, but I do it'll have- It'll come back. It's like I, riding a bike. It really is. Yeah. I hope so. That'd be awesome. Um, just after your fingers will be slow, but then yeah. you'll get- No, I would love that creative outlet. So important. Yeah. 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 I find that I never, I, I never remember words to songs. Oh, really? Ever, because I'm listening to the music. Because oh, I, 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 I'm not, I'm, I'm a musician. You're a musician. Oh my I God, have, I am not a musician. I'll have to you send you the track. Are. Oh my God. I, I was going to send you the track that, yeah, yeah. I, I recorded. But, um, um, Steve sings, everybody, just so you know. You haven't heard me sing? You No? You haven't heard me sing, have you? No, but no. you told me yesterday that you sing. Well, I'll, I'll send you something. So next podcast, say. Steve is going to oh, sing God. an intro for us. Anyway, <laughs> I think from playing like I, you know, guitars and bass and drums, and it just whenever I listen to music, I I can break down the track. Yes. I just want to oh listen to the guitar. I'll listen yeah. how it's playing with yeah the intricacies. Yeah, of the, I just, find I do that too. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just just in rock. If you listen to classical music, it'll blow your mind. If you try to break it down, you try yeah. to break down all the. I don't listen to a ton music. of classical, but yeah, I any kind of music I do find that I do that. Yeah, and I get like really wrapped up in music. Yeah, yeah. So it's good for writing sometimes for when you can just kind of zone out to it and, and podcast too. You know, it'd be yes. good talking about music. Yeah. Is if people would send me music. It would be. At, that would be good. Like Pat Canada Podcast. Having said that, I love the groovy tune you're using. Did you like that? I did. Yeah. I wasn't sure about it. I was kind of, that's one thing I was nervous about. Because no, I didn't, it was awesome. Because music is so uh, personal. Personal. And, and yeah. I didn't want to put it, because it is, it is royalty free and it, it's it's kind of fairly neutral. And I, don't know. I didn't I want people it. to be like, <sighs> Like, no, I, I thought it sounded good. Yeah, thanks. But if people want to send in some yeah, stuff man. too, that would be really Because cool. I'm going to just start recording stuff. You have yeah. to listen to my junk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that to you guys. You totally should. No, I don't know. We'll see. But with my new uh, podcast recording equipment, who yeah, knows what could Steve's happen. Steve's got quite the setup. Yeah, man. Portable mm-hmm. studio. What else, Steve? I also got the whiteboard. Yeah. That's what I've been like staring at the whole time. So book the venue. Check. Bikepack Canada Summit. Set up email for Set Steve. Set up email for me. <laughs> Apadura order. Oh, Apadura coming in the website. Probably going to get some more stuff. Yeah. You guys. Need, need to get some more bottles. Do we need K-lights. buffs? Buffs? Yeah, Jerry's out on the buffs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I, I, I didn't get a buff. What? I oh, I'll give I you a buff. buff. Oh, yeah, no, it's just nice. like the cost to make them is like crazy. Um, you have to edit that out? Sure. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't care. Content for website? <laughs> Yeah, um, lots of stuff. Hey, my name's on there again. Fat bikes on there. Steve podcast. Yeah, awesome. I think the that struggle. Yeah, struggle. you're running out of space on your whiteboard for adventures. Yeah, I want to do more than that. Are you gonna work? How long is that gonna take? Are you gonna do that like all summer, like every weekend for? Um, I'm not doing them all over weekends, but um, it's actually not that bad because I'm gonna start riding. In June, so June, July, August, September, October. That's five months right. to do. It'll be nine routes because we'll okay. have done the one yeah. in um, in March, Lacefields Parkway. So it's really not that bad. D- you know, I've kind of not planned actually a lot for July and August. August, always the concern is forest fires. Oh, yeah. And that would just suck. I think it's going to be gnarly in the Kootenays this year. Yeah, because we did not fire. have... Uh, no. big snowpack or anything like i don't know the forecast now kind of looks like spring is starting who knows Pretty warm. but if it picks up then uh maybe i'll be riding even sooner who knows but mm. uh yeah starting starting june kicking those off um that'll keep me busy but always hoping for more adventures in there too 
Yeah, if you could fit them in. Mm-hmm. So busy. Yeah. Yeah. In total, it's like 30 days over awesome. five months. It's really not that bad. No, but it's going to be fantastic. I took a month off last year. So this time I'm just like spreading it out a little bit more. Nice. Yeah. What else you want to talk about? That's know. good. That's, that's tons. Yeah. That's I think like, it's a lot. One is hour, it boring? One hour, 10 minutes? I feel like I'm boring. You know what? I I like <clears throat> when you talk and it's a discussion. I've been talking, right? Yeah. That's good. No, it's that's working? when I'm like, oh, okay, this is yeah. working. Yeah, I don't want them to be interviews. I want them to be Yeah, like, no, that's what I like. Yeah. And yeah. It, what's hard for me is I, again, I'm pretty inexperienced, you know? I'm but humble. you listen to a lot, so I think you know it works. Yeah. Oh, well, not, not from a podcast point of view, but from a bikepacking point of view. It's like, who am I? I'm just a newbie, right? I'm a pretty newbie. Who new am guy. I well, to the- technically be the face of Bikepack Canada? Like, <laughs> I guess I know what you mean, but you know, when you're... <laughs> Yeah, but you're still, funny. no, but you're, you know, I, I, I like them to be conversations and sometimes I'll say stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a good thing I can edit because, yeah, I don't know. It's, I it's, know what you're saying. I, I, I just like to share. I like, mm-hmm. you know, I remember when I first started just trying to research it and I was super nervous. I didn't know what I needed. I didn't know mm-hmm. what to expect. I didn't know what to get. I didn't, you know, I didn't have a lot of money. I didn't, you know, so I slowly built over, you know, a few months uh, a kit and then uh, it, it, it's not difficult to find resources. I mean, it was, you know, five years ago. It was, it was a lot harder to find stuff, mm-hmm. I think, than it is now. But but I guess I just want to share because I'm super analytical. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, like, if I buy a headlamp, I'll spend hours. Researching. Fig- yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, I'm the and, same way. Like, I, may, I made decisions on on uh, on my equipment based on, what other riders have used, like looking at what yeah. guys like Jay Peter very riding the ITI. Oh, yeah. Well, he's not running a dynamo. What is he using for a light? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not, I, they don't support us. So I'm not going to say the name, but it's <laughs> like, I got that light and it's bomber. It was perfect. Right. Right. So I think it's, it's beneficial to spend a ton of time researching. Oh, for stuff sure. That you're gonna buy. Yeah. Don't just buy stuff that I like, try to buy stuff. That's good. Mm-hmm. Try to buy good gear. Yeah. Cause it'll just well, buy it once. Cause it's kind of life-saving, right? You need mm-hmm. gear that's going to, last in the field but then so i just want to share that so sometimes i feel like we're having a conversation and then i, I don't have a lot of experience to share so it's always so oh, BC oh up, but you BC do up, BC up, that's but, fine you know that was still whatever it was and i think four that days makes, worth of experience yeah and you pack in a lot in those four days <laughs> sure do and yeah, you so. ride a lot and they are 700 and your involvement with the summit yeah. and, so it's yeah. just just conversation and I, yeah i don't like the interview style and most of the podcasts i listen to are that their conversations. Right, exactly. I think it flows better. Sharing ideas. Mm-hmm. And, no, but I think yeah. it also makes it a lot more like accessible and approachable to people. Yeah. And they can relate. Like you're sitting in the room. You're sitting here at yeah. Sarah's Island listening to <laughs> my Sarah's Island. Sarah's Island. <laughs> Welcome to Welcome Sarah's Island. Welcome to my island. <laughs> awesome. So what do you think? You good? I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. I'll just trust you to edit it and make it sound well, good. I'll make it good. The powerful Sarah Hornby. It was great spending time chatting with her. As we all know, she's been through a lot in the last couple of years, and I don't think her courage and strength can be understated. By the time I get this out, she will have started the Icefields Parkway route that Ryan included in his guidebook. There's no doubt she'll have lots of time to reflect on her journey, and I'm sure you'll join me in sending all our best for a safe and meaningful start to her 2019 trip lineup. So thanks again for listening, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, you can send feedback and voice memos to bikepackcanadapodcast at gmail.com or just drop me a line to say hi or even share a story. So get out there, ride bikes, sleep in the woods, and keep the rubber side down. <laughs>